What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my top 36 wide receivers for week 17 of the NFL season. So today I'm posting my running back and wide receiver rankings. Tomorrow I'll have the quarterback, tight ends, defenses, and kickers. So stay tuned for those videos. As always, if you guys enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you guys have any questions, you can drop those down below. And then also, you know, there are potential injuries with some of these guys, certain matchups where, you know, teams don't necessarily need to win this game. So maybe they're resting players. And so we're going to get additional reports throughout the week. If you guys want to circle back on like Friday or Saturday, ask another question, you know, I guess kind of just pick my brain if I'm still rolling with the same guy. That is totally cool. And I will be answering questions, you know, all throughout the week up until uh, the time all the games are starting. But let's jump into it and starting off here at number one. I don't know how we could have anyone else other than Justin Jefferson. This man has just been an absolute monster all season long. I don't see why he can't continue it here against the Packers. Then at number two, I have Jamar Chase. You know, I'm not going to be super picky with these top guys. Chase, you know, just continues to put up solid production. Three, I have Stephon Diggs. He has been on, you know, a little bit of a uh, slower patch here. He was super hot up until the past like two, three weeks. I still think you fire him up as a uh, high-end wide receiver one. Then at four, I have C.D. Lamb. He is coming off of a monster performance. And then he also has a great matchup here against the Titans, who have just given up a ton of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. At five, I have Tyreek Hill. If I had to make a prediction here, I'm not expecting Tua to be playing in this game. I think you look at him already having two concussions. This is the guy who's supposed to be the uh, future of your organization. I just don't know how you put him out there and risk it even more. So I think they're probably going to be rolling with Teddy Bridgewater. I think that's definitely a downgrade. But I think both these Dolphins weapons are good enough where you just kind of got to get them the ball and they're going to make plays. So maybe, you know, he fell a spot or two compared to where he would be with Tua, but still someone that I feel very comfortable throwing into my lineup. Here at six, we have Devontae Adams, and he's another one of these guys like Stephon Diggs, who was super hot, you know, up until this last recent stretch. He's had a few disappointing performances in a row. I'm just going to go back to the well here. We know he's incredibly talented. It's really not a great matchup here against the 49ers, but there's just no way we're sitting a guy like Devontae Adams. Then at seven, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. Very consistent production with a fantastic matchup here against the Bears. I would not be shocked if we see one of these like huge uh, breakout Amon Ra games. And then at eight, I have A.J. Brown, just a very consistent uh, wide receiver one week in and week out. And then I think he's going to basically fall here regardless of if it's Jalen Hurts or if it's Gardner Minshew. Then at nine, I have T. Higgins coming off of a big day. You know, I guess he's the wide receiver two behind Chase. He'd be the wide receiver one on most teams attached to Joe Burrow. I like him as a top 10 guy. At 10, I have Garrett Wilson. Fantastic news here for uh, Garrett Wilson owners. Mike White cleared to go. No more Zach Wilson. When Mike White is the starting quarterback, Garrett Wilson puts up some stud numbers. It's not a great matchup here against the Seahawks. They do have, uh, you know, some strong corners, but Garrett Wilson has proven to be an absolute stud. You have Mike White there. They should have a solid number of passing volume or, you know, just solid passing volume in general. So I really like Garrett Wilson. Then at number 11, I have Chris Godwin. With Tom Brady not really uh, trusting the offensive line, making quicker reads, Chris Godwin has definitely benefited from that. He's the clear-cut wide receiver one on this team, especially for fantasy. So I do like him here at 11. At 12, I have Keenan Allen. Just has been a volume monster since returning. I think I talked about it in the start sit video. The athleticism, you know, he was never a crazy athletic guy. I think it's slipping a little bit, but still someone who's just going to be an absolute target hog and a uh, PPR machine. I guess potentially a tough matchup against the Rams if they uh, line up Ramsey on him. 
you know, I hope uh, Ramsey kind of moves around, doesn't lock in on Keenan Allen, but I still think, you know, he's a solid option. And as someone who, you know, needs to be in your lineup, then at 13, I have DK Metcalf, pretty much a, a bad matchup here against the Jets, but DK is so talented. You just got to continue to fire him up. 14, I have Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith has been on an absolute tear. Him and AJ Brown are both studs. They've got to be up there as one of the uh, top wide receiver duos in the NFL. And then same thing, if it's Minshew, if it's Hurts, it really doesn't change a ton for me here. At 15, I have Tyler Lockett. Now there's no guarantee that Lockett is actually going to play in this game. If he does, he would fall in, you know, somewhere in this area. And that's going to be assuming that we don't hear a report about him being limited or, you know, playing through like extreme pain or something crazy like that. And to be honest, I feel like from Tyler Lockett all the way down to like wide receiver 22, 23, I feel like a lot of these guys are in a similar tier. I think they each have their own respective red flags. So, you know, I think this is a kind of a loose tier in that range. 16, I have Jalen Waddell. There are concerns, you know, with him playing with Teddy Bridgewater instead of Tua. When Tua missed time with a concussion, we didn't really see, you know, many great games out of Jalen Waddell. He definitely struggled. But like I mentioned, I still think he's just such an explosive playmaker. Like we look at that touchdown he had last week. It's not like Tua goes out and delivers like an amazing throw to him. Jalen Waddell, you know, gets open in the middle of the field and then he just burns the entire defense. So I'm willing to uh, buy into the talent of Waddell and still fire him up as a high-end wide receiver too. Then at 17, I have Mike Williams. He hasn't necessarily like completely come in and lit up the stat sheet since returning from injury, but someone who I still think can be relied on as a, uh, you know, solid wide receiver too, and someone who does have a very high weekly ceiling. Like if he goes out there, 100-something yards, two touchdowns, I really wouldn't be shocked. At 18, I have DeAndre Hopkins. And it's always so tough when you have to, you know, kind of evaluate a player's talent first their situation. You know, in most situations, if the offense is bad, middle of the pack, good, like a wide receiver is still going to ball out. It's really like the extremes where it factors in. I think the Cardinals offense is probably like on the bad side of that extreme. And it's kind of one of those spots where even if DeAndre Hopkins is so talented, like, are they going to be able to get him the football? I guess, you know, I'm probably close to consensus here on D-Hop, maybe a little low. I have him as a mid-tier wide receiver too. There's obviously the risk baked in there. I mean, we saw like the downside last week going up against the Bucks. He saw the targets targeted 10 times, could only haul in one of them, and obviously that's not his fault. So I think, you know, you're taking a risk playing DeAndre Hopkins, but for someone as talented as D-Hop, I really just can't drop him like outside the top 20 wide receivers. At wide receiver 19, I have Terry McLaurin. And at the time that I'm recording this, uh, the commanders have not come out and named a starting quarterback. I would favor Taylor Heineke uh, for Terry McLaurin. We saw early on in the season, you know, he was kind of underwhelming. Uh, Taylor Heineke comes in, really kind of bumps up Terry's production. So I would prefer Heineke. I'm not saying he would like totally plummet in these rankings if Carson Wentz was the guy. Maybe he'd drop a few spots, but I would kind of be uh, fingers crossed for Heineke if you are a Terry McLaurin owner. Then moving over to 20, I have Juju going up against the Broncos, coming off of a down game in uh, week 16. But I mean, we've seen this season, he can command a really solid uh, you know, number of targets per game. He also has put together some monster performances with a very, very high weekly ceiling. So I like Juju here at wide receiver 20. Behind him, I have Christian Watson. I believe he is dealing with a hip injury. I think that's what he was uh, dealing with in that game against the Dolphins. Whatever it is, he is currently day-to-day. So this is going to be assuming, you know, he's healthy, good to go. He had a really strong start to that Dolphins game. So, you know, pretty unfortunate 
that he had to leave that one early. This was a really strong matchup for him going up against the Vikings. Vikings have obviously given up a ton of points uh, to opposing fantasy football wide receivers. So hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's able to give it a go. And I would not be shocked if he breaks off, you know, one of those huge touchdown plays. Then behind him, I have Jerry Judy at 22. Jerry Judy has really been on a tear over the past like three-ish weeks, playing at a very, very high level. It's really tough to trust this Broncos offense, you know, just because they're honestly just so brutal. But I still think Jerry Judy has earned the right to be a solid, you know, top 24 wide receiver. At 23, I have Brandon Ayuk. I really like the matchup here going up against the uh, Raiders, not a team that has done a great job at uh, shutting down opposing wide receivers. You know, uh, there are a decent number of mouths to feed here. I wouldn't expect Debo to make his return this week, so I do like Ayuk as uh, the wide receiver one for the 49ers. Behind him, I have Christian Kirk. Kind of, you know, been on a little bit of a cold stretch here. He matches up against the Texans. We'll kind of see what happens with uh, how the Jaguars play this. I think I referenced it at the top of the video. This is a spot where the Jaguars don't really need a win. They're kind of just playing for that week 18 game. And there's a variety of different ways they could play this. They could just rest all their starters. They could keep playing their starters to keep the momentum rolling. Or they could be in a spot where, you know, they play them early on and then pull them. That's obviously worst case scenario because we just don't know, you know, how that's going to play out. So some of that risk is kind of baked in here. Now, moving over to the uh, back 12, the wide receiver threes, I have Chris Olave here at 25. I, there's really no guarantee that he's actually going to be able to give it a go, but if he can play, I like him as like a fringe uh, top 24 option. Behind him, I have Amari Cooper, finally had like his first decent game with Watson at quarterback. Watson really is honestly holding this man back. I mean, I remember with Brissett at quarterback, he was pretty much locked in like mid-tier wide receiver two at worst. So it is unfortunate that you get the guy who should be better. Um, and then Cooper struggling, but that's where we're at at this point. 27, I have Zay Jones. It's a pretty similar argument with Christian Kirk, just a situation we'll have to monitor, you know, into the weekend. At 28, I have DJ Moore, definitely playing his uh, best football of the season with Sam Darnold at quarterback. I have some concerns with the matchup here. We have seen the uh, Buccaneers do a decent job shutting down some of these other teams' top wide receivers, more specifically Carlton Davis, who has been playing at a pretty high level. I still think you can fire him up as like a high-end uh, wide receiver three. 29, I have Michael Pittman. I just think he takes a massive hit going from Matt Ryan to Nick Foles or Sam Ellinger. The splits with Pittman with Matt Ryan compared to him going with some of these other guys. With Matt Ryan, he's been a very solid like high-end wide receiver two. I think averaging like a little over 15 points per game, maybe a little under, but somewhere in that range with these other guys, he has just really struggled. He hasn't seen the same amount of volume, so it does kind of drop him into uh, mid-tier wide receiver three territory. Then behind him, I have Drake London, who over the past three weeks has managed to produce despite just being in a terrible offense. I'm telling you guys, this dude is so talented. Like if you have Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave as your uh, wide receiver ones from this class, I totally understand I would probably lean Garrett Wilson right now, but I mean, if you give this guy a semi-competent quarterback, I am so confident that he is going to be an absolute stud moving forward. He's a wide receiver three for me this week. The situation kind of holding him down, but someone who has still commanded targets and uh, has been a uh, you know clear top target for Desmond Ritter. I have DJ Chark here at 31, operating as the uh, wide receiver two for the Lions. I wouldn't be shocked if they get JMO a little more involved. But I don't know if that directly, uh, you know, takes out of Chark's workload. I love the matchup here against the Bears. That's why I have him here at 31. 32, I have Mike Evans. Now, I did list Mike Evans as a uh, sit in my start-sit video. 
I think I'm going to track that back just a little bit. Still pretty low on him. I mean, outside the top 30 wide receivers seems harsh. I do have him over some of the guys that I talked about as a fringe play. I just think the ceiling is always there. It's always possible the Bucks pull it together. And, you know, it would definitely not feel good to sit Mike Evans and then have him ball out. But at this point, like some of these other guys with good matchups like DJ Chark or even guys in bad situations like London, Moore, they're still outperforming Mike Evans at this point. So I think this is kind of a fair spot for him uh, just outside the top 30. At 33, I have Deontay Johnson. We know what we're getting out of Deontay. We're getting a lot of volume and you're pretty much going to have no ceiling, but the weekly floor is decently high, especially uh, in PPR formats. 34, I have Jahan Dotson, who has just been on a very hot stretch over the last like three weeks. We'll see how that uh, QB situation affects him. I'd probably lean towards favoring Heineke, just because we've kind of seen him be the guy over that stretch, but you know we'll see how that shakes out. 35, Donovan Peoples-Jones, just like Amari Cooper, his value has fallen off uh, with Deshaun Watson taking over, when in reality, I thought it would be going the other direction. And then to wrap up the top 36, I have Jacoby Myers going up against the Dolphins. Never really know what to expect out of Jacoby Myers. Started off the season hot, has definitely cooled off as of late, but is coming off a uh, big Week 16 matchup. So that's going to do it for my top 36 wide receivers. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Like I said at the top, any questions, drop them down below. And then you guys can uh, swing back later on in the week if you want you know, a different answer, just kind of clarifying. We've had some uh, severe weather games, so maybe that comes into play also. But thank you guys for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.